for me it was always it was always fun to play with my hair and try different kind of things especially when i became a teenager when i damaged my hair but yeah it was uh, <laughs> this was this this was this was how how it went like I I'm delighted to welcome Zena, a global hair artist, onto the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Cool. So to get us started, I'd love to start from the beginning for folks. Why did you fall in love with hair to the point you became a hair artist? A very good question. I would say it really started in my childhood, in my early childhood. And I like just to do my doll's hairs and... I was always busy with my dolls. I don't know. And then it swapped over in school in our break time. I was just doing all my friends' hairs. Like I was doing cornrows and they were just waiting all the time for me to do their hair. And I really enjoyed it. And this is how it really started. But I must say there were a lot of years where I forgot about where my passion for hair was. But this is the beginning of the story. Yeah. Okay. So Barbie and cornrows. That's, yeah. that's how it started. Okay. I never thought I was going to hear that. Um, you're from, you're from Germany and you're actually the first person I've spoke to in the industry that's outside the UK and US. So I'm super excited because every market and everyone's journeys will be different culturally. What was it like learning cornrows and kind of about textured hair from where you're sitting in Germany? Hi. So I must say, um, I grew up with my parents. My mom is a German and my dad is from Mozambique. So I do have curly hair. <laughs> and my mom was doing the best when I was a little child to, you know, lift <laughs> my hair and do all the little cute stuff she could. But I was always interested in my hair. I, I never thought of what I hear today of a grown women that, you know, the things you typically hear that are a little mm-hmm. bit negative about their hair and, for me, it was always, it was always fun to play with my hair and try different kind of things, especially when I became a teenager, when I damaged my hair. But yeah, it was, uh, this was, this, this was, this was how, how it went. Like I did never learn it some, somewhere, not really. Um, I can tell that from, the age when I was six, there was an auntie who was taking care of my hair all the time and she was really rude and rough and I was behaving and trying not to cry. <laughs> so, so she can take me, my, my dad could take me there the next time to do some uh, braids and cornrows. And I always liked it. I felt so pretty and like a princess. It was always something nice to express for myself. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. So, and, okay, and and like, I mean, one is refreshing to hear someone say, "Hey, those views or those kind of misconceptions about text having textured hair wasn't an issue." That's refreshing to hear. I think you might be the first guest to say that. In <laughs> terms of the reception, right? You said you're going to school, you're doing your friend's hair. I I grew up in a pretty non ethnic place at the time. Um, growing up so like when I was having cornrows it wasn't it wasn't cool like I remember that being funny to people so I would love to know just growing up where you did did people just receive it really well then were you just 
in the right environment when you were doing your mates hair? Yeah, I must say, I mean, I grew up in a really, like, white environment. Like, it was, like, something special to them, kind of. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, they were always really excited about it. And usually you see them, I mean, it was straight hair what I was braided in my break time. My friends have been immense. <laughs> also, I must say, I was one of the only um, POC kids at my school. I mean, we had another boy, but, you know. So it was not really as if... It was not really something that they knew what they what this really is. So they were just liking it. And oh, wow. okay. I was open just to do it for them. I mean, I really like okay. doing it. Yeah. Okay. So you continue to do hair. When did you decide okay i'm going to do this professionally um and what was what did you do to like kind of turn into like a formal hair artist and train up yeah so i must say um from then when i was a when i became a teenager i completely stopped i was not really thinking about doing hair and i was focused on something what you know something real like learning go to university and all this kind of things <laughs> and they were like, my family was addressing it to me, like maybe I should try to to go for it and um, go in this niche. But then I was like, no, you're not getting any money from that. So <laughs> I felt like, let me just not focus on it no more. You know, yeah. it's, as if it was more like a dream, like something I like to do, but I did not really saw a future vision. So... And after a while, um, after I, I went to university, I did all the things. I always did hair as a side hustle, you know, for, for people. I did cornrows, I did braids for men and women. Let's say just the normal kind of hairstyles that we all know and appreciate. Or also protective hairstyles, however you would like to call them. And um then there was a time um, after I became a mother, I really felt the urge to focus on what I really love doing. And uh, I figured out that I really like doing hair all this time. So, and then I was like, okay, then let me just risk this and let's give it a try. So the beginning was really rough. Uh, I started having home clients and after that experience, I felt like, mm -hmm. no, better, I'm going to go and uh, provide the service for the people and drive to their home and do it. But it was not really satisfying to me uh, because it was always the standard and the where I come from, the people, they are not really open to express a more unique style of wearing the hair. It was very normal to me. And I felt like I have more ideas to show. Mm -hmm. And I would like people to to wear something unique and express that and don't be shy, you know, go outside in a village and be the only living bird outside. <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just let's embrace be, let's be Let's be peacocks. You wanted people to like step into being like that peacock where they are. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean about the peacocks and like, they just look fabulous, right? So let's just try something new. But people tend to be shy and be like, oh no, maybe it's too much. And I was like, nah, nah. I would. I think I have more ideas to show, and I have more to give. So, and that was about 
it was about three years ago, I guess. Yeah. Okay. When I really started like, let's develop that skill. And uh, then I went to my first professional shoot where I was working for free. And from there it picked up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so I've looked at some of your work online and it's definitely like, how can I put it? It's definitely styles where I think people would be like, I can't walk into the office with that or I can't. And I live in New York and I see definitely folks definitely out there, but like you definitely are super creative in terms of like you starting to build your name and stuff and being based in Germany. What I'm just curious about the professional, like textured hair specialist community in Germany. Cause I'm definitely familiar a bit more in the UK and the U S with folks, but um, I just would love to know, like, is there loads of you in Germany? Do you all know each other? How have you found that in terms of like, building your reputation yeah i must say i've always been very focused on myself and my journey because that is really a journey to me and a career and something that i have to build up i wasn't really paying so much attention of left and right but we do have some very very talented um hair artists and stylists and also when it comes to the uh, hair care in general because that is still a big struggle in our country, especially for the young women, young girls. And due to that, to teach the moms who are maybe mm -hmm. not from the same background, you know, how to deal with their hair. We do have some people. I wouldn't say it's really like overwhelming much, but if there's someone who is professional, they are professional. Okay, Pro cool. That's, professional that's in, their, in their own niche. And we have different kind of categories. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you said you've been three years ago, you start, you do a job for free and then like, I guess slowly or gradually or not even that quite fast. Cause I'm looking at, I've looked at your work and it doesn't say to me, you've only been like fully doing this. It says to me like, Oh, you've been professional hair artist for like 20 years when I look at your work. Um, <laughs> so I would love to know just as you've gone into hair artistry and you've worked with brands, clients, like what's been your experience as someone who does textured hair, because there's a lot of conversation around the fact a lot of brands or covers and stuff are still at kind of early stages of like accepting our styles as like high fashion and stuff. So I would love to know just what your experience has been as an artist. Definitely. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's really true. It's still something that is a unique skill for some. It really depends on, on, on what you want. But when I remember conversations with models, especially when it comes to commercial stuff, you know, where you just have to really look okay, like let's say normal conros or normal braids, it's being provided on set as, as a POC and with, with textured hair and curly hair, it's difficult. I would still agree on this because the um, hairstylists like me or other ones who are doing POC hair. I mean, we are specialized in this and it's like people want to learn, but it's still like the, um, you know, the bar barrier of, oh, should we, or hmm, we don't really know, but we also don't want to step on anybody's toe if we're doing something wrong. And I feel like um, education wouldn't be bad. 
education when it comes to our hair wouldn't be bad in Germany because we don't have this as um, you guys have it in in UK so that it's implemented in 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 learning when you go to the to the hairdresser school or however this is called um mm -hmm. yeah so i would say that would be a big benefit for us here because we have a lot of people who need this and a lot of people who need to know how to deal with our hair mm -hmm. okay so you'd like i guess education would be the number one thing and that's come up a few times because in the uk funnily enough um after George Floyd's murder, the institutes that's responsible for training up hair professionals said, you know, we're going to add textured hair to the curriculum. But as I speak to more people, they're like, I heard it's a module. So we've got, we've got a long way to go. Um, in terms of your journey, though, back to your journey, your work is like so creative. Like I, when I was looking at it, I was just like, where, where did these ideas come from? So where do you get your inspiration from um, when you're kind of ideating on what you're going to do with someone's look? Oh, it's, it's different. I must say some clients, they do have their ways of how they want their half, they, how it should look like at the end. And when I can be super creative, I just look at the person and I just look at their hair and then I've, it, it's just the idea is just coming to my mind or when I see a picture of someone and I see the hair texture, I just feel like, okay, let's go. What are we going to do? The idea pops up. That's why I was written in my profile hair manifestation, because it is just what it is. It just comes into my mind and I feel like, okay, uh, let's do it. But um, most of the time, lucky me, it's successful when I do something. Oh yeah, it's more like okay. um, I really go with the flow when it comes to this because I really feel like I'm finally so, so happy to do what I love doing and I found a way and it was a little bit difficult for me on my way to really, um, yeah, doing this as my, as, my, as my one thing that I do, as my work. That was not easy for me yeah. personally. So I just know that no matter where I go, no matter what kind of hair texture you have, because you also saw that I also do straight hair. I do all the kind of hair mm -hmm. textures. Um, I never have to worry about the idea. It's just coming into my mind and I just start doing it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Pretty much like that. Okay. Yeah. So I would love to know then, it could be recent, it could be from way back when, like when's this job that you've done or a work that you've done where you were just like, you felt you were able to push the boat out because the brand or the client was open to it that you really enjoyed. Mm, let me I'm think. sure there's lots to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> I've been on so many jobs. Let me think. Um, so let's rephrase that once more. Like um, the first time. You mean when I was enjoying it or how, how do you mean when it? Like I've, in the whole of your career, like, have there been any like times where you're just like, wow, I'm like, I'm glad we got to push the boat out with that style or I was able to actually get this over the line. And I was really like excited by how it turned out. 
Oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. most of the time when I can like really be free when it comes to my creativity and it's most of the time when it's not, when it's, when there's no pressure, when people don't have any expectations, then the, I do the best stuff when they feel like, okay, okay just, just do what you want to do. We trust you. And this is amazing because amazing stuff comes outside of me when I can just do whatever I feel like doing. And, um, yeah, there have been some things where I'm really proud of, but I always have this feeling of it's not enough. There's more, (laughs) there's, there's more creativity to let out. So I tend to be not as satisfied after some weeks as I was at the beginning, but I think that's just something I mean, a lot of people have this kind of feeling, I guess. And I'm working on that because sometimes when I look at where I've been or places or stuff that I have done, I tend to forget how many things I have done and what kind of cool things I have done because I re- it's not really in my eye anymore. I see it as, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but I can do this better or maybe next time. Or <laughs> it's more like that, but definitely... Um, there are a few things I'm really proud of, of how I did it and how the hairstyle came out. And yeah, really. Okay. You know what we're going to do when I have to put this up, I'm going to pull some of your work so it can pop up. So we can just pop up and we can show your examples from your Instagram because like you do have your, it is a work of art. Um, some of the output you've been doing like genuinely. Um, and you've kind of said something and I'm going to be cheeky here. Um, you said, like, obviously you'll look at the situation and it'll just come to your head. If you were going to have to do my hair tomorrow, what would you do based on Ooh, just looking okay. at me? Oh, let's go. I got you. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I got you. Oh, there's a hairstyle I hold in my mind for a very long time. And uh, I'm actually looking for a model where I can do it on in a, in a right setting, with the right location, with the right people. Mm-hmm. In the right but anyways... Let me just expose this here. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, I mean, okay, let me explain that because I don't really have all the words, but it's like a twisted pattern, what goes until the middle of the head. So from the middle, we come here, here, mm-hmm. here, everything goes up until here. And we add some hair in the back to make it long, like the up and uh, half up, half down. And then up here, I create a little crown with some twisted stuff and some leaves out here and a bun where the hair comes in the back. And then we, we, maybe we're going to do some, how is it called in English? I don't know. Like some, a curve, like on, to the outside. Something like that. Yeah. I can't hear you. One day we're going to cross paths. We're going to be in the same, something's going to happen. And I'm going to have to like find, make sure I contact you early to like help <laughs> you to do my hair. Cause you know what? I've, it's funny because I've got this podcast and we're talking about the business of hair, right? Um, and it's funny because, um, I have to get by day to day, but I definitely would like love to try do something that I've never done. The, I don't have a shoot to be on or a cover to be on, but just to walk down the street with. Um, so yeah, we're going to, one day it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what you'd say, but you know what? It felt right for me. It felt right for me. So I mean, in my mind, it looks really pretty on you already. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, 
I'd like to ask you, I know you're very focused on, you know, just doing your work and doing your art. And obviously we do hair manifestations. Is there anyone you'd love to collaborate with or like any setting that you haven't been in and you're like, hey, I'd love to work on a shoot, I don't know, with the pyramids in Egypt or something. Is there anything that you're just like, wow, that would, I would love to insert myself into that situation. Ooh, what a question. I mean, um, I'm a really open person. I always try to be open. And Mm -hmm. yeah, as you saw, like I have, a lot of different kind of clients and I like it like that. I must say at the beginning, I thought it is something bad. Like maybe I should just focus on one thing because I'm, I'm like a trailblazer everywhere and I do every hair and I do everything. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, help. Is this right? What I'm doing? But with time I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. I can do what I can do and it's fine. I should just let it out. And I must say, I can't really think of a scenario I would like to do because for me, it's really something I enjoy doing. So wherever mm-hmm. God is leading me to, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to receive it, honestly saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really liked, I was at the Fashion Week this year in Berlin and um, we did some very small Conroe styles on a POC models. And I must say, I haven't made Conros in a while, but this year was a Conroe year again. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it so much because this was something what I really, really liked doing in my childhood, Conros, right? So mm-hmm. um, I can't really think of something, but okay. the journey has surprised me already so much. Yeah. And I, I like being surprised in general. Okay. So, Let's keep it that way. Let's keep yeah. it that way. Um, I love what you said about cornrows because it's so funny to now see that happening in fashion, right? I remember growing up and it was like, I remember really clearly a bunch of boys at school laughing because I just had the cornrows going back and I knew they were laughing at my hair. And it's so funny because now I like see models looking amazing with their hair and it's like, I don't know, it just feels, it feels good for it now to get like its recognition and appreciation. Um, In terms of, the current state of textured hairstyling, what excites you? Because I, I I can tell I'm loving this conversation and like you definitely love what you do. Um, for, for the industry at large, as every brand starts to say, hey, we love textured hair and hey, we want you on shoots. Like, what are you excited about? I mean, I think you can just do so many stuff with textured hair. Like the ideas are endless. The styles are endless. If you want to keep it even in a natural state, what you can do, if you want to twist it, if you want to curl it, if you, if you just want to make, make the hair bounce, if you, if you want to straighten it out and leave it like a big fro, however you, whatever you want to do, like there are so many options to deal with the hair and you don't have this, the whole bunch of stuff or, 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 or how can I say it's like, you can't really do this with every hair. It's textured hair you can do everything with. And that is what I really like about the hair. Okay. No limits. No limits. Um, yeah. Any advice for aspiring hairstylists who are trying to focus on textured hair, trying to kind of do the things that you're doing now? Any advice for them? I mean, I would say don't be shy. 
don't be shy because some people tend to be a little shy, even though like when they're not from the same culture, because this is also another point here in Germany, especially. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you, if you know what you are capable of, just keep pushing. And even if there is an experience that maybe didn't went well, keep pushing because the value comes from within. That's really what I can say. Okay. Um, and so before we wrap up, where can people find you? Where can they follow you and join you on your journey as you continue to do hair art? Definitely. At the moment, the main channel would be Instagram. So if, if there's something to see, definitely there because I'm still working on my TikTok. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a different relationship, but I'm trying to get better. So yeah, <laughs> Instagram definitely Zizi does, or also on my website you can check it out. Yeah, I would appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for manifesting what my hair should look like. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you too. Thanks for having me. It was really nice.